0: This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you, well, kind of by you. Right now, Nerd Cognito is in the final week of our annual Sparkle Troll t-shirt fundraiser drive. We wanted to, instead of begging you to donate money, to give something back. So, Bert, what did we create? (laughs) We created... (laughs)
1: sparkle troll
0: t-shirts sparkle troll t-shirts that's right and we make no bones about it you are buying an overpriced t-shirt but part of that t-shirt cost goes to keeping the fires burning for nerd cognito for another year so go to bit.ly slash sparkle troll shirts that's bit.ly slash sparkle troll shirts and pick up a nerd cognito sparkle troll shirt We're, of course, going to link it in the show notes, and we really, really appreciate it. We kept the prices as reasonable as they can be for an overpriced t-shirt, right, Bert? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, not that bad. It's not that bad. And you get a really cool shirt that's going to piss off the sparklies when you wear it to your local gaming store. There's three different varieties. There's the classic basic cotton tee. We have a very premium tee. That's the one that I got. It is a 60-40 poly cotton blend that is oh so soft on your skin and the long sleeve tee of course so three options all of them give a little bit of money and i mean a little bit of money shirts are expensive to print in small batches to the show we want to sell 50 we are just thankful for every single one that gets us closer to that number because like i said if we hit our number nerd cognito's future is secure for another year so again, check out bit.ly B-I-T slash sparkle troll shirts. That's bit.ly slash sparkle troll shirts. All one word. And pick up your sparkle troll shirt. It's the last week. It's your last chance. Go get your shirt right now. Now, after you buy your shirt, on with the show. Nerd hey, 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 hey my name is ryan david and you are listening to another weekly episode of nerd cognito it's been kind of a quiet week and uh i you know everything that's been going on in the world is just sort of zoomed by for me it seems like i was just here talking with vic last week but fear not bert is back and we're here for a full episode hey bert
1: hey ryan how's it going
0: (laughs) it's going it's going um as much as i think the sparkle troll shirts are cool I'm kind of thankful that this is the last week that I have to shill shirts. <laughs> although, although we're, we're still below our goal. So please, please, please go and buy your Sparkle Troll shirt. No, no seriously. Um, I thought it was a good fundraiser. Um, we'll, we'll see how it pans out in the end. A little disappointed. A little disappointed. Not so many people are, are digging on the slightly overpriced T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. That's all right. You know, we'll we'll find something. We got we got time. You know, what what we're good through September, October ish uh, before the airways go blank. So I'm sure we'll still be around. How was your week, my friend?
1: It was pretty slow. You know, mostly working, a little yeah. bit of fishing, and a little bit of gaming. But had a lot of cancellations this week. People got sick and. We just didn't get a chance to get into some of my game groups.
0: That was me. That was me. I <laughs> uh, didn't get sick, but uh, I would have been zero fun if we would have got together for gaming. I I had a hard time making it to the bathroom just because I couldn't move. So it was, it was really like an over-the-top, exaggerated old man in a comedy sketch. That's what I looked like for two days. <laughs> so no fun, Ugh. Bert. Uh, no. And I soldiered through the week, and it just progressively stacked and stacked and stacked. But I got some rest now, so I'm, I'm on the road to recovery—not a hundred percent, but certainly, you know, not questioning my age. You know, I'm not doubling the number just quite yet. So, um, in my downtime, I did get a lot of auras stuff done, which is well—that's always good. Yeah, um, the character creation playtest. The public one uh, is going to uh, actually shoot out before the end of the month of April. So I, I got a lot done. Right, I couldn't move, so I could sit in front of a computer, and 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 that's what I did. I reworked the entire magic system, Bert, and I think it's better off uh, this way significantly. Um, had some folks play test it, and. It is smooth as butter and easy, easy, easy. I'm, I'm really. Oh,
1: that's always good.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I don't want to tip my hand yet, but I'll show you privately off the air because um, when we're when we're done with tonight's episode, um, I'll, I'll tell you what's going on with it. It's it's so okay. simple and it's brilliant and. I don't want to say I can't believe someone hasn't done it before, because I'm sure someone has done something similar to it before, but I've not seen it. So um, it's a hybrid of mana and spell slots, if that makes any sense. Okay, it does. uh, I'll talk about the details with you. And sadly, it won't be in the character creation uh, beta, because I'm specifically targeting people going in and rolling characters, right? Um, right. Since it's not the the standard six stats, and since the process is new and different across the board, I, I really want to get more than just my in-house playtesters to, to look at it because, you know, you guys out there, you guys are crazy, and you're going to find all of the stuff that I don't see, and, and I appreciate it shout out to a couple of folks that have that have offered to to help us out Patty's parlor uh, they're always a good friend of the show they're they're interested Barninger is keeping my ass on focus as always so Matt we appreciate you uh, all of our fans really really uh, checking in this week not only with auras but they knew I was feeling lousy too so I appreciate all of the good wishes um, it's weird right uh People don't usually wish well on me, Bert. Right. I mean, there's a reason that your Twitter handle is I hate Ryan David. (laughs) And it's back (laughs) for the foreseeable future. Um, Interesting week. Um, The OSR actually had a little bit of infighting this week. And
1: no, really? I, I didn't hear anything about it.
0: Well, that's cause you're not on the social medias and you are smart, right? <laughs>
1: right. I hide from social media. You fill me in on anything that uh, is interesting. I do. And I
0: was, I was, you know, not on point with being social this week because uh, I just was raging because of the pain. So um, it wouldn't have been a good conversation if I would have filled you in long story short. There are two very divided camps in the OSR, and it all circles around someone who's an affiliate of our show, Drive Through RPG. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I know we've had issues with them before, right? And, and um, I've
0: not been complimentary of them on some issues. You know, I try right. to, I try to keep it very objective. Right, because
1: right. I mean, they're the, they're the biggest provider of you know downloads and things like that for small creators. That uh, you know, when you're the big name, sometimes you don't. We don't agree with all the policies.
0: Well, that's that's what happened. One of the big names in the OSR put it out there that you know, look, we don't like some of the things that they do philosophically, from a business standpoint, and specifically the recent event. Miguel and Sylvia, the Red Room, being deplatformed, mm-hmm. that that leaves a really bitter taste in our mouth. But and I agree with this position because I was I was unfortunately one of the folks folks that chimed in early, and I kind of got caught in the vortex, and I, I took my step back. You'll be proud of me, Bert. I did take a step back. Okay, um, but because I was in early. I was tagged on everything. (laughs) And, um, you know, the facts are this. They are the big dog. They're not even the big dog. They're the only dog in the fight right now. There are some other guys. Friends of the show, right? Biggest Geekest. The guys over there with Big Geek Emporium. I love their model. I like what they're doing. But they're fighting the juggernaut, man.
1: They really are.
0: And, uh it's David and
1: Goliath
0: type stuff. Yeah, th- there's always the independent approach where you can throw up your own website. Uh, you can go through other print-on-demand services like Lulu, who has very quality print-on-demand. I'm actually, all things being equal, I would prefer a Lulu POD versus a drive-through POD. Um, Lulu does an exceptional job. But knowing some creators on what I would consider a friend level and just knowing our corner of the hobby as well as we do, the fact remains that drive through is 90 to 95% of a creator's income specifically related to independent stuff in the OSR. It's, where people go if i say hey i've got this book it's called auras you know we're flashing forward to the end of the year right right sure you should download the pdf the pdf's cheap and then if you really like it you can get the full color print on demand i don't even have to say where to go people are going to instinctively go to drive-through rpg and we have to acknowledge that that's just the game And my position is I don't have to like what they do, but I have to acknowledge their position in the market. So for me to say, I don't like what they do, I've said that, right? I've said that they are affiliates of the show. You can click through a product that we review maybe, or or go to the nerdcognito.com sponsor page and click through their banner link. We get a little piece of the pie. If you buy something from them, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not dragging them through the mud, but I don't like some of the things that they do. But I recognize that from a business perspective, they're the king. And as a creator, you're not going to get exposure or profit, which is why people ultimately create. Like, it's nice to say, well, we do it because we love it. And we do. But if you don't get some sort of reward and you're putting in like career time on it, you're not you're not gonna do it. You're gonna do something else. So it's a weird, weird place. Now obviously mm-hmm. the other side of the coin was another relatively prominent person of the OSR. I love them. I really do. I drop in on their streams almost weekly. Shit, they bought a Sparkle Troll t-shirt. No joke. No joke, they did. But they are very much on the I will not buy anything, I will not speak their name, I will not endorse a product, and and shame on all of you creators, the big guys. We're talking like the Avengers, the pundits, hmm. for still selling there. And even going to the little guys, the, the Grim gyms shame on you for still selling there. Well, no one is going to voluntarily walk away from what is easily 90% of their income.
1: Right. I mean, unless they can match that income somewhere else. And right now there is nowhere else that can match those kind of numbers.
0: So it really does put creators between a rock and a hard place, you know, because uh, and I'm going to have to face this decision myself. I either take the moral high road and starve and never produce something again or i hold my nose or ignore the things that i don't like and focus on what they do well what they do well is they have a great market they have a great storefront they have integrated print on demand. you know there's uh, i'm not here to shit on them and i'm not here to praise them um, I really am conflicted on this one, Bert, and and I always have an opinion, and I have it. I'm having a really hard time not having a distinct opinion. I'm truly conflicted, right?
1: Uh, and I I can't disagree with you. I mean, I'm not a creator myself, so I don't have that same moral dilemma. But just like anybody else who games, you know, I look at you know PDFs and things like that. I. Can I have to decide how to spend my money, and some things that look really interesting you can't find anywhere
0: else. Yeah, and, and again, that's again, part of the business model, which I respect them for. They say, hey, if you're exclusive to us, we're only going to claw 30% of your sale instead of 35% of your sale. By the way, that's their take, in, in case you didn't know. They take standard 35%. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, when folks are like starting out, it's it's a deal with the devil because if you go anywhere else, no one will know you exist. And if you don't go anywhere else, or if you want to spread it around, so to speak, you're cutting 5% out. Right. Um, you know, 5%... <laughs> of drive-through sales could be more monetarily than 100% of, like, Itch.io sales, right? Yeah,
1: that's Um, legitimately with the numbers.
0: Yeah, Vic said last week, and, uh, you know, I thought he was joking, we got off the air. He said, you know, I I sold two things on Itch.io. I, I can't do Vic's accent. I try and try, and I just sound like some sort of. Uh, I don't know. we we determined that mongoloid is not a good word anymore. Um, no, 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 <laughs> not like a good some, word. I don't know what I sound like, so I should just stop trying. Victor, I apologize. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, you know, he said last week on the Nano. Uh, that he's sold two things on itch.io and we got off the air and I was like, yeah, 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 Re- really. Cause you know, I'm looking at this down the road too. He's like, no, I really have sold two things in my tenure as a reasonably prolific OSR author. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've sold two things on itch.io. So um, that compared to, I talked to him within 24 hours of his launch he had zero on itch and before any official announcements like 50 some sales on drive through hmm yeah so, yeah, so I mean, that's a it's a big difference there's the proof in the pudding right there the 35% is you're paying the tax for all of those eyeballs that will look at your product i yeah i hate being conflicted man uh, you, you know i'm i'm always of opinion and I I mean, I know where I'm going to go, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's not a, I'm conflicted on the decision. I don't have a choice. It it would be if I had a mass market product and I said, I disagree with Amazon and Walmart, so I'm not going to sell in those channels, right? (laughs) Right. Um, No, I'm not conflicted on the business decision. I'm just conflicted internally about it because, yeah, I don't know i don't know i hear you i mean like
1: i said that you know as a i don't have that same quandary as you but i still you know feel that twinge when i find something that's you know a drive-through exclusive that i'd love to get my hands on and put on my gaming table and then i'm like do i really want to spend my money that way and Ugh. you know you you really have to it everybody has
0: to choose for themselves i guess i had the double whammy of that situation this week um Last week, I don't know if you heard WotC said in classic, I can't even say classic, in new classic Wattsy style that um, they're going to reevaluate their entire library going all the way back and determine what may or may not be appropriate for them to have under their masthead. And or possibly edit it, and, and of course they left it very vague and very open. That what I was telling you was the paraphrase of it, right? But um, I uh, I was I was forced with Sophie's choice here. You know that uh, before I moved, I had that great flood, right? And, right. And you know, my first edition stuff was victims of that flood. Um, the reprints. Of the first edition, PHB, DMG, and Monster Manual, are exclusive to Drive Through RPG, with the money going to Wizards of the Coast. Hmm. So it's the double whammy, and um, had to really really, really draw the line saying that this is it. And because I'm not certain that those products are going to be available in the future, I did it. I didn't like it, but I did it. And, right.
1: and, and I mean, you almost had to cause there's there was no other way to get those materials unless you can find, Somebody selling the like the original paper copies.
0: Right. And they're beat to shit, and they're three hundred dollars beat to shit. Like I would almost pay the three hundred dollars if it were a good good thing. But for less than a hundred bucks, I got those three books. Hardcover reprinted. But yes, yes, I I had to make that decision. Now, is that likely my last Wizards of the Coast purchase? In the foreseeable future. Absolutely. Right. Uh, excluding secondary market, right? If I see a copy of, you know, Strixhaven in the used bookstore, I'm going to buy it <laughs> to make fun <laughs> of it. But um, I'm not going to buy it in a channel that profits Watsy for sure. So um, tough decisions, man. Who knew that spending, you know, discretionary income could be so challenging? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, getting discretionary income is a challenge, so I guess spending it is now
0: too. Well, the uh the software company did really well and uh gave us all a little extra. A little extra something something. So, that's that's how I funded those books. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah, I I get it, right? But it's it's like boycotts now. There's people will call for boycotts from whatever political end you come from from this end or that end right oh you can't do this boycott this right boycott uh, bud lights boycott chick-fil-a um we, you hear them and it's from everybody sure but it's not reasonable or realistic in the vein of modern life right you know how many beers Anheuser Busch or whatever the parent company is now produce? Oh yeah, right. It's a it's a ridiculously long list. Right. For, so for you to say I'm going to boycott this, and I'm using Bud Light as an example, not because I'm on this Bud Light boycott train, right? But for you to do that, you have to have a due diligence and almost create a shopping list of what not to buy. Um. It's it's insane. There was another one, um a couple years ago. Do you remember when Coca Cola did something stupid and woke, like all companies do now, and people right. were like, "I'm not drinking Coke." And, I was like, and but they're buying orange juice, they're buying sports drinks, they're buying uh energy drinks, they're buying, and all of that is still Coke. <laughs> right, it's <laughs> so, all made
1: by Coke. Yeah.
0: So there's got to be a better way than don't do it, like if it's something tangible and targetable, like the D and D movie, I was all on board with don't go see the D and D movie. And I still haven't. And, but that's, that's a reasonable goal. You know, I'm not going to um, say I'm going to boycott drive through RPG, the supermarket in the gaming world. When there's not even a decent mom and pop grocer to go to as an alternative. I mean, right.
1: I mean, that just makes sense. You know, you, you know, if you some people have, you know, limited means to obtain the things that they need or even the thing or the things that they want. And, you know, those boycott, those big companies can be really difficult when you need, you know, cat food in the middle of the night. And Walmart's the only thing open.
0: Right. Right. are we're, we're we're fortunate. We're talking about. Disc- super discretionary stuff, right? Right. We buy expensive paper and cardboard <laughs> and plastic. True. <laughs> That's what we buy. Um, but I don't know that a boycott is the solution because, really, the only person that you hurt with a boycott is the creator, and they're big enough that they could absorb. Especially when you speak of the OSR specifically, they could they, they could blink and lose the OSR income and not even flinch. So we have to pick better battles. Maybe if Miguel and Sylvia not being on their platform anymore bothers you, instead of putting the effort for a boycott, put an effort for a campaign to get them reinstated with no terms, right? Uh, You know, nobody has to admit wrongdoing, both parties just pretend like it. You know, it's like Darren number two coming into Bewitched, right? Right. Right. Nobody, nothing, nothing nobody ever acknowledged happened.
1: that old Darren was gone. <laughs> just different guy was Darren.
0: Nothing ever happened, and you know, it would be beneficial for them because you know they're going to get a prolific author back. And um, it's not news that Miguel and Sylvia would certainly like to be able to. I, I don't well I don't want to speak on their behalf but I certainly don't think that having that income channel back would be a negative thing for them how's that for being politically correct better you're getting better <laughs> I'm getting better I'm getting better <laughs> uh but you know what I'm not getting better at I did say news I know <laughs> I just thought what's it was- in the news I, Go no, no, I was going to say, I just thought it was an important thing. to. I didn't mean to step on you there. Uh, it's just... There
1: there's better going.
0: fights that we can have, and we don't need to fight amongst ourselves. We fight enough with the Sparkle Trolls. Buy a t-shirt, buy a t-shirt, buy a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> <sighs> What's in the news this week, Ryan?
0: Uh, I veered the news in a different direction this week because, okay. you know, we had a very weighty first segment I, it, it was pithy and you know we didn't dig down into like the micro level of anything we were no. very macro but still it, maybe it's weighty to me because like i said i I'm, I'm i really feel caught in the middle and i don't like that feeling
1: <laughs> but Understood.
0: um i found some interesting stuff this this week for the news uh um, we might as well start out with uh, something from my favorite group in the hobby. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, according to a survey of fifth edition players. <laughs> okay. Oh, seven, Bert, seven out of ten fifth edition players would be, quote, unable to play Dungeons & Dragons if what were absent from the table? Hmm, take a guess. Uh oh, no, right? Dice? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Try again. Um, there was an article this week that almost made the news that was explaining what Dungeons & Dragons dice are for 5th edition fans. I'm not shitting you. This was not, like, something that was made up. Okay? <laughs> they're like, this, this is what polyhedral dice are for in Dungeons and & Dragons, and it was a serious as a heart attack article. But that's not what this, this survey was. This survey was 7 out of 10 players would be unable to play Dungeons & Dragons if they're mobile phone or digital device were absent from the table. Now, Mm. we talked about this two weeks ago, or maybe three weeks ago, when we were talking about Wizards and their great reveal of the virtual tabletop where they put all of those Skittle heads in a room and watched them sit down at a beautiful gaming space with a neoprene mat and all sorts of dice and wonderful atmosphere and then open up a laptop and never look at each other again. <laughs> well, Wizards did their market research. According to this survey, 7 out of 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Modern 5th edition players, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just can't play because we need our random generators and our digital dice, and we keep our character sheets there and our references there. And you know, if I need a name for my NPC, I can just generate it right on my cell phone. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I can't say it. I can't. Uh, I can't say anything. I've used mine because I I download PDFs from my laptop to my cell phone for game days. Like if I'm going to play a game that I have the rule book for as a PDF, I will download it to my phone. So I have it at my fingertips when I'm playing the game.
0: Uh, This is different Bert. I'm going to, I give you a pass on that because that is not a game ending slash destroying thing. If you're going into a gaming session and you know, you're not going to have that device, you're still able to play that game, right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I could substitute for another device, I could take my laptop, I could use a tablet, I could, you know, print now, out reference materials. I was going to say,
0: you could print your reference materials. Or, if I had to, yeah. Or, well, if you were coming over and you were playing and I said, nah, no devices at the table tonight, uh, it, it, here, here's a book. If you need to look Perfect. something up, there it is. Perfect. Uh, you need to come up with that NPC name? Oh, use your fucking imagination! <laughs> find a fucking chart. There are other solutions, people. Um But no, it, it would be catastrophic to lose your cell phone. Uh not only for access to materials, but I just can't find myself, this is a direct quote. I just can't find myself being able to always be on socially at the gaming table. Sometimes it's nice to take my turn and then sink back into the background while I play a digital game or read something on my device. Get the fuck out of my table if you're doing that shit.
1: Well, I mean, the you know, the whole point is to engage with other people in a, you know, in a group activity. So I've never, I've never been one for that. Like I don't use my device as a time waster, but I have used it as a reference tool, but the, you know, I'm there to play with the people that I'm playing with, whether it's at a table or, you know, via, you know, an online tool. Like those are the people that I want to interact
0: with. Right. There's a guy that's still in our gaming group, right? Raphael. And, um, when he first came on board, it drove me crazy because he was constantly playing some sort of mobile click game. And uh, thank goodness, you know, uh, and, and he's not regular because of scheduling issues right now, but he, when right. he, he still comes back, and thank goodness when he does come back, he's not sitting there doing that shit on his phone anymore because I really like the guy. But it was getting to the point where I almost stepped in and showed Raphael the door I really did it, 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 I don't know if you saw it like, But I was seething behind the Dungeon Master screen
1: <laughs> We had a guy like that in one of my groups He's no longer with the group But, you know, you would have to Like, he would totally break the continuity of the game Because you'd have to alert him that it was his turn Or he'll, he'd will he get sidetracked
0: playing some mobile game Yeah, yeah I, It is as much a social activity as it is a game, and if you don't like that, the the door to the hobby is over there, man. Gatekeeping is good. No. Yes. No, Ryan. Yes. No. We've kept our mouth shut for a long time, and look where it got us. The last twenty years, we said, "Oh, yeah, you know, these people, let them play how they want to play. It doesn't affect my table." And now we got fucking Sparkle trolls everywhere. by the shirt. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Bit.ly slash Sparkle Troll Shirt. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Um, if you lost that link, you can also find it at Nerd Cognito. The ladies are really good about that. Hey, you know what else it is, is a big boon for the ladies at Nerd Cognito? What's that? Check Mark that's right. We have checkmark heroes, and our checkmark hero this month is the one, the only Sin. Sin actually uh, tagging me back and forth in some some tweets this week. He's uh, looking forward to the Aura's character beta. So I'm, I'm excited to have Sin on board to hopefully roll up a few characters. But Sin is our checkmark hero. Give them a follow at Sinamander, C-Y-N-N-A-M-A-N-D-E-R, on the Twitter machine. If uh, you want to be a... Checkmark hero. Well, all you got to do is follow at NerdCognito and the ladies from time to time post the link for the Checkmark Heroes. You can also, now they made it easy, and they being me because I bitched about it for long enough and (laughs) the the powers that be said, look, if you want to change it, go in and do it. Um, You can go to NerdCognito.com and there is a page dedicated for Checkmark Heroes. So uh, just eight bucks. And you get a lovely thank you on the show, and you sponsor that blue check mark on the Twitters for the official Nerd Cognito Twitter account at Nerd Cognito. So follow Cinemander, say hey to the ladies, give us eight bucks. That seems pretty reasonable. Um, next up, hey, there's a movie that I'm actually going to go and see and i'm going to take the little dude to it. i'll bet you you can guess what it is. i haven't done it yet. uh no idea. the super mario movie is out, my friend. oh yeah. yeah I, I knew week. it was out. yeah. and uh it looks like a just generic fun time with mario, right? <laughs> nothing um Putting you on the edge of your seat, nothing that you really have to get into, no fucking subtitles, just Mario bouncing around the Mushroom Kingdom, looking good and doing Mario stuff. You know who's not a fan of the new Mario movie? Who's that? Someone that was in the old Mario movie, John Leguizamo. (laughs) I'm disappointed here because as a comic, I always liked John Leguizamo. Right, I, I, he, I, as an
1: actor, he always got really bizarre roles. He so. got
0: strange roles, but as a comic, I thought he was a funny dude. Of course, I'm also reaching back shit. I'm old. I'm reaching back almost 30 years, right? Well, we know that John was the original Luigi in the now cult classic Super Mario Brothers, with Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. I love that movie, bird. <laughs> it's so bad it's good i love it well leguizamo is very upset because you know the plumbers from italy don't have enough latino representation hmm uh did someone forget to tell john that luigi was italian Uh, he's been rattling this saber about diversity in the cast, blah, 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 yackety-schmackety. He was a Mexican playing an Italian, and I'm just going to leave it at that, okay? <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy the show for whatever it is. Don't worry about what happens behind the curtain, John. Come on. it, it just a little hint of bitter in that flavor. Uh New Trek. Nothing divides geeks quite like new Star <laughs> trek Bert uh
1: what is it this time? I still haven't seen any of the any really of the new trek
0: i'm i I've gotta get you two things i've gotta get you Picard season three right and i've gotta get you um The Batman Lovecraft movie, which I watched this week. (laughs) It was was six bucks on Google. It was the best six bucks I spent all week. I was feeling really lousy. The day I was feeling the worst, I watched that movie. I loved it. Anyway, (laughs) back to Star Trek. Um, Yeah, they've announced the new Star Trek series in the new Trek lineup. And uh, I think I finally found a new Trek that I'm going to give a pass. What's or that? that I'm going to take a pass on. Um, you know, I tried everything so far, right? And fizzled out on Discovery, uh, Chuckles silently like a teenager at uh, at Lower Decks. I really like Strange New Worlds. And uh, Picard was all right until the third season when it became fucking awesome because it's the final <laughs> season of Next Gen. Yeah. Um, New Star Trek officially greenlights a Starfleet Academy show. Hmm. Now, okay, that alone sounds pretty freaking cool.
1: Right. I mean, it sounds promising. We've only ever had glimpses into Starfleet Academy from things like Next Gen and Deep Space Nine, but we've never uh, we've never actually sort of seen the inner workings or the nitty gritty of it.
0: Yeah. Well, I read further. And read that this is going to be akin to, according to Kurtzman, a CW-style Star Trek show geared at a younger audience that's like something in between. And In fact, they have a co-showrunner that actually produced the rebooted CW Nancy Drew and Tom Swift show (laughs) now Hmm. on board.
1: Uh, well, I mean, there were a lot of shows that started on the CW that weren't terrible. I mean, Supernatural they weren't was okay. terrible
0: until they started to skew into what we now know as the CW show, right? Super, I didn't dig Supernatural. I couldn't get into it, but it wasn't it wasn't a you know a ha ha preteen show, right? Uh, Arrow at least for the first few seasons, <laughs> wasn't a ha preteen show. The Flash, again, for the first few seasons, wasn't there. Uh, and then the rest of it kind of kicks you back into high school. And I exited high school a long time ago. I'm not looking to go back.
1: Right, but I mean, you know, from a marketing standpoint, it makes sense to try to attract a younger audience i mean people who watch the original series are you know fading out so you've got to bring you are, in new blood
0: you are correct and you're appealing to my jew sensibilities i get it but i finally think i've might have aged out of a star trek show with this one will i give it a shot probably because it's trek and i'm more right. of a trek jammer than a wars jammer uh with the exception of some of the newer stuff I was feeling left out, especially when, you know, you guys had stuff like The Mandalorian and then The Book of Boba Fett, and then I saw what it became, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I didn't miss anything. Um, I- I'm good. Yeah. New Star Wars, to me, is still Rogue One. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I think you, you haven't seen any of the uh, the new Mandalorian season
0: then? I've not seen an episode, a single episode of The Mandalorian. I did watch Kenobi because it, it appealed to me and it wasn't great. You know, uh, I don't know. But now I, I'm probably going to be saying not just yet Starfleet Academy. Let's let someone else watch it and tell me that it's worth giving some time to. You know, there is I want to say a subculture of nerds that follows a sport that at one time was near and dear to my heart. You know what I'm talking about, right, Bert?
1: Mm, Yes, wrestling.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, Back in the days when I was with a little company out of Smyrna, Georgia I had a lot of interest because I thought it was gonna be a career. <laughs> right. One of the the things that I've always shied away from on Nerd Cognito is talking about wrestling. Because I don't I don't want it to turn into a wrestling podcast, right? There there's right. there's tons of wrestling podcasts out there. And we are very much we'll talk about pop culture. Uh sure, but we're very much rooted in traditional tabletop, board, and role-playing games, right? Tangents into video games every once in a while, tangents into movies, tangents into TV, and that's where the wrestling tie-in comes from. I don't know if you watched it, but Vice TV produced a documentary series that had three excellent seasons called The Dark Side of the Ring. No,
1: no, I I haven't seen anything about it. I did watch the most recent Wrestlemania because my friend threw a Wrestlemania party but the behind the scenes stuff and the, the documentary stuff I haven't really seen anything about.
0: Well, Dark Side of the Ring pretty much takes per its namesake every miserable thing that has happened in the wrestling business and presents it to you in kind of like a hybrid true crime documentary slash wrestling promo (laughs) <laughs> it, it it's bizarre, but it's very watchable and very good, right? It does um,
1: sound like a strange concept.
0: Yeah, so, like, the, the, give you an example. They go into the death of Bruiser Brody, who's, okay. you know, stabbed to death in the locker room in Mexico, right? They talk about the situation surrounding that. They talk about the Owen Hart tragedy. They talk about uh, the suicide of someone that I used to call a friend, Chris Canyon, right? Uh, they mm-hmm. talk about a lot of these different subjects that are stuff that the boys know but really isn't out there even for smart marks well it's and i'm no fan of vice tv but it's probably the best thing that i've seen them produce in a long time because it is a brutally honest as honest as you can get you know it's it's still wrestling and you can still tell that the boys are working even in their interviews right Right, but it is the most brutally honest deep dive into some of the most tragic things that have happened in wrestling, and you know wrestling has a lot of tragedy. So, um, if you like true crime and you like Super Nintendo World, Super Nintendo World. (laughs) Sorry about that, my. uh... I just I just came out of you know the death of Chris Canyon. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry about that. It's that right. was my bad. No, I, that's what editing is for.
1: My phone buzzed and I went to pick it up and it was a stupid link to a uh, YouTube video.
0: That's all right. No, so just if you like wrestling and you mm-hmm. like true crime and you like hearing about the seedier side of a very carny business without a lot of punches pulled there's it's wrestling there's still going to be punches pulled and you'll know (laughs) who's bullshitting jim Cornette uh when you see it and i don't want to go deep into wrestling here i'm just saying dark side of the ring season four will debut on may 30th so uh my birthday month happy birthday to me and that my friend is the news
1: huh that's an interesting way to end the news i'll have to check that out it does sound interesting
0: yeah i If you have, uh, the ability to see any or all of the first season, uh, I guarantee if you watch one or two of those episodes, uh, you'll be hooked because it's not a wrestling show, right? It's, it really is presented like a true crime documentary, um, and, and it's about the most interesting stuff that's happened in wrestling. Uh, one of my favorite episodes was the deep dive that they did into the Brawl for All. <laughs> do you remember Brawl for <laughs> All? <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. Let's take guys that work fight for a living and have them real fight. Yeah. That <laughs> anyway, I don't want to talk about wrestling. <sighs> we could talk about. A game that's... Uh, this is going to be a non-conventional rundown and review for us, Bert. It's probably going to be shorter. It really is. Um, it is. We typically, when we select new board games to talk about, we try to pick games that are going to have appeal across the genre because we know that we have board game folks listening to us, but we also have tabletop folks listening to us. And I try right. to pick titles that are going to appeal to everybody. Because um, it's it just makes sense, right? Good business. Absolutely, yeah. Um, we had a game that I would have, on paper, never put forward for a review on this show. Because, yeah, I can see that. Right. It's a, it's an exclusively solo game, although we did play it co-op. Um,
1: right. With, there are no co-op rules. It's basically a solo only play. It's a niche genre.
0: It is a very niche genre, right? And it is something that in totality is not easily available because it's coming out of a Kickstarter. Now, there there are retail releases. So if it were exclusively the Kickstarter, I would have never talked about it. But there are. Right. You can get the core game. You can get some add-on modules um, retail. And it's reasonably priced. We'll, We'll talk about that in a moment. But we're going to talk about Final Girl. That's exactly what it sounds like. Bert, tell him what Final Girl is.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's a fairly straightforward concept. You know, uh, it's a standard horror movie trope or cliche to have one survivor, one you know, Final Girl who lives through the entire you know horrible mess. And escapes back into the real world, probably straight to the therapist's couch, but escapes from this horrible nightmare.
0: Yeah. So Final Girl is, uh, like Bert said, you are the heroine survivor, hopefully, (laughs) of a horror movie. Uh, We played a couple of games. We did not survive any of them.
1: (laughs) No, we did not. It was very challenging.
0: It, It is challenging, but not unwinnable, right? No. We We were were, close once. We were close once, and uh, we were very close once. Um, Regardless, Final Girl is, by design, an exclusively solo game, which normally means Ryan is out the door, right? Right,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, we only have one friend who, you know, tends to pick up exclusively solo games. I don't mind games that have a solo mode, but most of the time when I'm sitting down at a table to play board games, It's with somebody else, at least one other person, if not a group.
0: And the only time I really even entertain solo games is when they are, A, thematic enough to pull me in and, B, able to be played cooperatively with a group, right? Nemo's War comes to mind. It's an exclusively solo game, but you can easily play it with a group at the table. Final Girl is almost there i I don't think it's as easy to solo final or to co-op final girl as it is nemo's war but um we were able to play it with a group of three so it was a tight tight knit group right where we collectively discussed made the decisions moved around and and played it as though it was a co-op even though autonomously there weren't three pieces on the board there was just the one Right. Um the presentation is wonderful. Uh the board and game itself are all themed around 80s VHS B horror movies, right? And well, I mean I wouldn't call them B horror movies. Like, you know, well, I some guess, of the I guess not. Some of the
1: original IP properties were, you know, summer blockbusters.
0: That that is true. That is true. But uh how about this? Classic horror tropes. No, yes, definitely that. that. Is that better? So you have the Slasher, you have the Alien, you have... um,
1: The Haunted House. The Haunted House, yeah.
0: yeah. And each one of those are packaged as a unique add-on that you can buy that are cleverly boxed like a VHS cassette. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the packaging I thought was really neat. Now, some of that packaging was the Super Deluxe Kickstarter stuff. Right. But even the retail packaging... It's still pretty good. Um, You can mix and match. So you can mix a heroine from one scenario with a monster or killer from another scenario and increase your playability. There's also a series of what to play in what order to have sort of a quasi. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Quasi continuous sort of experience. But at its core, it's about 45 minutes of trying to escape some sort of horrible, horrible death. Uh, the mechanics are a interesting hybrid of dice rolling and card drafting. I, I, I think that pretty much sums it up, right? You're drafting cards Ooh. with a little hint of... I don't want to say worker placement, but of time placement management, right?
1: Right, right. There is a there is a management element to that, that in, board interaction, that's outside of uh, outside of that. So I would say that would be sort of a good way to explain it. It's a dice roller, card drafter hybrid with time management uh, concerns.
0: Right. Very challenging. Very good production quality was nice. Mm-hmm. I thought, and again, we were looking at the all-in Kickstarter that had the fancy mats and that. Um, I did have a chance to review the retail version as well. Um, even without all of the bells and whistles and pretty minis, it's still a nice-looking game. Uh, it plays as you would expect. Um, very, very edge-of-your-seat, I'm at a, I'm at a loss here, Bert.
1: I mean, it stayed every scenario that we played stayed true to theme.
0: There basically. you go. Yeah, I think it was well put together, well thought out. Um, I do question a couple of balance issues, but it is a horror movie, so does it need to be balanced? Is is the question? Do, does the win really? become more special when it's harder to achieve. Um, The only big gripe that I have, a little too random for me.
1: Hmm, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, there there are some random elements. You don't know what cards are going to come up for availability in certain areas and things like that. So it can make one game easier and one game harder.
0: Right. I, I, I don't mind some random but I can see die rolls or token draws taking the exact same game in two different directions. And that shouldn't happen in, in my opinion. So um, that's where I'm at. Uh, What is your best and worst Bert?
1: Well, uh, you know, as a fan, you know, I grew up with a lot of the movies that it is, uh, you know, themed around like that it's nostalgic for. And so, those tropes and things like that are things that I remember fondly from, you know, my childhood. So theme, I love the theme. Um, for me, the biggest drawback is that it's only solo play. Like, a I I you know, for me, uh, a board game is, you know, share a board game. Share between friends is a lot more fun than when I sit down to, to play by myself.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, I don't have a lot of gripes other than the randomness. Uh, I think that the price point is right in line. If you want to pick up a quickie and see if it's for you, you're not going to regret it. Uh, the core box, I want to say, is 30 bucks. That's not bad at all. And expansions are like $20-some. some dollars. I'm kind of shocked right now. I just pulled up the retail core box on the Big Bad Amazon. And mm-hmm. it's selling for 21 bucks.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you're somebody who's interested in a solo gaming experience or nostalgic for those properties, then that's a great price to get in on the uh, on the uh, startup.
0: Yeah, not a bad price at all for the core set. And if you like it, you can always pop in extra VHS cassettes for tw- about 20 bucks a pop. Um, it's the price is right for sure. Um I think retail is 30. I think this is this is Amazon's buying power kicking in here. So what do you say, Bert? Own it, play it, or head for the hills? Ha, 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 head for the uh, hills. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, hills have eyes, what? I. Uh, for me, I would have to say play it. I'm not enough of a solo gamer for a buy it to apply here, but that's just because of my gaming style.
0: Right. I am in the play it to see if you like it category. It's not something that I'm eager to play again, but not because it's a bad game, just because it's not my jam, right? So I, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not buying a copy of it, but uh, I can play it. And if someone wanted to play it, I'm not going to give a lot of pushback on it. I, you could still have a really fun time. But again, I too am not a solo gamer. So, that doesn't appeal to me. I can see, if you are an avid solo gamer, how this is just going to scream at you. So, <laughs> scream at you. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, boy. Well, we've blathered on for long enough, Bert. Uh Anything else you want to bring to the table this week? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, me too. I just want to encourage everybody to make sure that they are subscribed at the podcast provider of their choice so that as new episodes roll your way, you can ensure that they get instantly delivered to your device. Also bit slash sparkle troll shirts, B I T dot L Y slash sparkle troll shirts. This is it. Final week time to put your money where your mouth is guys. We know you're out there. We know you like the show. We really need your support. we didn't want to beg. We wanted to provide you with a product. Please pick up said product bitly slash sparkle troll shirt uh sparkle troll shirts excuse me that's that's all I got today so um Keep it light at the end. Buy a shirt, buy a shirt, buy a shirt. <laughs> and don't forget. Please
1: buy a shirt. <laughs> and don't forget
0: to buy a shirt. Uh, my name is Ryan David. I uh, thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. I was joined, of course, by Bert, and we will talk at you next week.
1: Be safe out there, everybody. No.